You're listening to the Co-Creator Network. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Good afternoon. Welcome to Why Shamanism Now, a practical path to authenticity with your host, Christina Pratt. Director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt. Welcome, everyone, to Why Shamanism Now. This is your host, Christina Pratt, here at the end of 2013. So I'd like to begin here today calling in our ancestors to be with us to gather round us and to help us. So I call out to your ancestors and to mine, to those people who lived well and died well, and through the efforts of their life, cultivated a rich legacy of all that is good and true and beautiful that comes to us through our bloodlines. I call out to these ancestors to gather around us and to help us, especially those ancestors that lived at these different times in which the worlds have changed. The native people all over this globe tell us these stories of these critical times. And I ask for those ancestors in particular who lived in those times and faced these challenges and realized the great potential in those times to be with us and guide us, support us, help us to be the people who will write a truly new story for the new world. And for the rich, rich assistance of these ancestors, for this great circle of life that goes all the way back to the first man and first woman, I give thanks. And I call out to the ancestors that stand here with us on this planet that are not human, to these ancestors that were here before people and yet are part of the great dreaming that brings life to this planet. And I call out to these ancestors to gather around us and to help us and to guide us as they have helped our shamanic ancestors. Help us to make decisions that are good for the next seven generations. So with this great spirit help gathered around us in its richness, its diversity, its depth and breadth, in, in this great abundance, this huge resource that we have, let us feel this circle circling round and turn our awareness to ourselves, to draw our conscious awareness into our head, from our head to our heart, and from our heart to our belly, and from our belly, let us reach down and touch the earth, the planet, the home that we all share. And we take a moment with our energy reaching down to the earth to give thanks for life. Great, great gratitude for life, for its wonder, for its mysteries, for all the aggravations that ultimately turn out to be blessings. And we give thanks even for those things we thought were blessings that turned into great life crises. For all of this, that is the life lessons that are here for us to behold, to participate in and to grow from. We give great thanks. We give thanks for the beauty and the diversity and for the wonder and the awe of life. And we ask the energy of the earth to help us, to help us to understand how to dream with her in a way that is a dream for all life. So with our great gratitude in our hearts, let us reach down through all the layers of the earth, letting our great gratitude radiate out layer after layer after layer as we reach for the very center of the earth. Now, as we take a moment and touch deeply into that energy in the center of the earth, into that darkness and stillness, into that silence, into that core place of power. 
let us draw the energy of the earth up, up into our bodies, into our day, into these proceedings. And in this way, we draw into ourselves all the wisdom of manifestation, how to be here in form in a good way. And we draw up the energy of the earth into our bodies and we use this energy to help us to understand grounding, how to make that choice, how to take those actions that will ground us in our life. We call on this energy to help us understand how to create home, how to create belonging, and how to do this in a way that is not dependent on exclusion, but actually allows us to feel such a strong sense of place in our line from ancestors to descendants, such a strong sense of place in our own truth where we stand, that we can open our doors wide and share our table with the other, with those who are different from us, that we might learn from the rich diversity that is here with us now in the world. And we call out to the energy of the earth to help us to continue to understand and deepen our awareness of connection, of this intimacy with ourself, intimacy with our environment, intimacy with our own relationship with spirit. And we ask the energy of the earth to help us to continue deepening our understanding of interconnection, the interdependency of things, how everything is actually communicating. And then we need to remember how to participate in that great communication so that we can become once again a part of this great oneness. We are, but let us come back to a place where we can remember, where we can feel it and know it and be one with all things. And from that knowing, that place of being, let us draw ourselves into right relationship with ourselves and with others. So with all the many blessings, with all the great abundance, with all the restoration of life that comes out of these earth energies, the replenishment and the renewal, let us draw these energies up in gratitude from our belly to our hearts and our hearts to our mind and let this energy fuel our consciousness as we move out into the sky above and whatever weather it holds out through the atmosphere and out into the cosmos and as we reach out into the cosmos and all the wonders all the great great mysteries all that we do not yet understand let us caress and be caressed by all of these heavenly bodies as we keep reaching to the highest power of the universe and by whatever name you know that energy The names don't matter, but use the one that has meaning for you and connect with this energy. Connect in your heart to this highest power and let the highest power connect with you. And in this way, then begin to draw this energy down, drawing the energy down through all the layers of the sky, drawing into yourself, drawing into these proceedings, drawing into your day, the profound essence energy of blessing the energy of protection and generosity, and all the wisdom of the cosmos. We draw this energy into ourself and our day, bringing in the energy of devotion and commitment, of benevolence and generosity, all these qualities that allow us to be in the world in a way that is inspired and clear and visionary. So we call this energy in, drawing it down through our body and sending it all the way down into the center of the earth. And in this way, we open and fill our central channel with the sky and the earth, with the Tao, with the two great legendary lovers from whose great love affair all that we experience in physical form is manifest. So we have great, great gratitude to these great dreamers. And we ask that big love to awaken the true spirit of our heart 
that our heart can be present here, drawing up the fiery passions of our belly and down the crystal clarity of our mind and to bring these energies together in our heart in a way that allows them to dance and to move and to agitate and inspire and bring forth from their connection our own memory, our own awakening memory of why we are here. What is the unique genius that we bring to the world and what is that feeling that I am connected to my soul's true purpose? May we find that in our hearts and may we find in that very same heart the courage to do something with this knowing, to test it, to try it out, to take a risk, but to do something large or small in this day to express that energy in the world and begin to bring your gifts out to the people. So with all of these energies gathered round, the earth below, the sky above, the heart here connecting it all, we give great gratitude for the many, many spirits, the much energy for all that it is that is here to support us in our life. And I give thanks to those of you that are supporting this show and supporting me in doing it. Those who are able to give financially, I give great gratitude to you, to Nakaya and Marissa, to Maria and Francesca, and all of those listeners who take a moment to donate um, financially to the show because there are bills to pay, and I give great gratitude to you. Every amount that you offer, large or small, goes directly to keeping the show on the air. Um, Many of you have figured out in your own PayPal account you can set up monthly recurring payments and then forget about it and just let let the system do it for you. Um, If you want to make a donation and you have not, you can go to whyshamanismnow.com and go to the support Click the support button and go there and leave any amount, large or small. Um, And for all of it, we are deeply, deeply grateful. We're also grateful for those of you that engage with the show. Maybe you cannot offer financially, but we give great gratitude for all the many things you are doing to share Um, your experience with the show, your listening, what you're taking from it, how you're using it, bringing it into journey circles, sharing it with other spiritual circles. Sharing your questions, sharing your show ideas, all of these things help to keep the show alive and well. And I am, I am deeply grateful for that. Um, I received a bunch of emails recently because I guess I haven't been mentioning that the show has its own Facebook page. There's a place there for you to comment on the shows themselves. The comments on the website are off because of too much spam. But on the Facebook page for the show, you are welcome to comment about the shows. Um, And we invite you to engage and just help us to help the show to continue to grow. So for all that you offered and all that you have offered all of this year, and um, to those of you I haven't had a chance to send a personal thank you, I am deeply, deeply grateful. I could not be doing this without you and would not be doing it without you. So um, it is together that we are making this happen. So thank you all very, very much. So we're not live today. Um, We are pre-recording this show. However, if you do have a question about today's topic, please feel free to still email me at christina at lastmaskcenter.org. You have no idea how many times someone's question, especially when they think it's a simple question, turns into an entire show as a response. Um, So thank you all. So today's show is about renewal and 
and our our late winter shows for us this is winter time in the northern hemisphere our late winter shows are almost always about some some understanding of this time as a time of renewal as a time of engaging with the essence energy of darkness as a time of of really surrendering to your mind your body your soul your heart's need to rest to restore to regroup, to replenish, to all of these qualities that are an aspect of renewal. And this year I'd like to talk about the very, very same idea I talk about every year at this time, but from the perspective of renewing your dream, renewing yourself in such a way that you are able to renew your dream, your dream of life. So this time of short days and long dark nights uh, lend themselves to unpacking the squashed impulses of authenticity um, that have been set aside by the practicalities of our day-to-day life. It is time for us to, to move deeply into assumptions that we make about reality that diminishes our passion and to question whether those assumptions are valid assumptions to be making. It also is a time to notice and to tend and to attend to the denied feelings, denied feelings that come from days, weeks, months of the way that we live our contemporary lives. So winter is the time to entertain your deepest truths, no matter how challenging or painful it is, or you perceive it might be, to unleash your denied feelings. Um, And to do this for the purpose um, of renewing your dream. So for those of you that are listening from the Southern Hemisphere, I apologize. Uh, Please give this show um, a rest and come back to it in six months when it will be seasonally relevant to you. In the meantime, enjoy the sunshine and the exuberant abundance of your season. It's certainly a much better uh, suited for the extravagant demands of the holiday season. Uh, In the meantime, though, those of us here in the Northern Hemisphere are entering into winter weather. And though the days are technically getting longer since we're on the other side of the winter solstice, um, you'd sort of never know it because it remains as we move into this winter weather and the winter season, it continues to be this time for going within. Humans are seasonal beings. Uh, Even though we act like we're not, we are. Um, Humans need to take time each year for gestation and to tend the self who is tired, who is feeling inadequate and too small, too weak, frankly, worn out and basically without power. And without this time for gestation, that expressive self um, is not actually rejuvenated to move your purpose, move your energy out into the next cycle of life. And when we don't take this time to actually gestate, to go within, to dial down, to let our energies restore, then we begin to make the best decisions that we can, but not the decisions that we need. When we continue to operate in kind of a chronically depleted state, we, we get into a place where we are still making the best possible decisions, but it's from the perspective of this depleted person. 
and that these best decisions we can make are often not the decisions we need to make if in the larger picture we want to live in a way that is authentic and true to our soul. So this is, this is the, the great Taoistic paradox of living passionately and authentically and all the fiery demands of that. It is a, it is a constant dance. And yet within that dance is the need in each year, um, in the seasons of your life, in each cycle of the year, to have this time where you're not concerned with your expression outward, but you become deeply concerned with the authenticity of your expression inward with yourself. So winter is the season that naturally invites us to take this time for gestation, to tend the self, and to realign our life so that we can live our dream. Winter is a yin season. It is damp. It is cool, if not for many of you, downright cold. I have a dear friend in Calgary in Canada, and it's been, I don't know, 26 below for weeks or something at this point in time. Um, So for some of you, it's just plain frozen. But for most of us, it's dark, long nights. And as the snow falls in many places, silent There was nothing more beautiful in New York when I lived in the city, in Manhattan, than the city after a big snowfall. Because suddenly the city was magically still and silent. And everything, every environment somehow is magical in that stillness and silence. And the snow, for all the headache it can sometimes be, brings that that stillness and that silence. So this is the gift of winter. It is part of the call to go within. Why shovel the snow if I don't have to? Why not stay inside and have a different conversation today? A conversation with the many me's that live within, not a conversation with the many people that are out there. So this is the gift of winter, the call to go within. And there is no reason to interpret this as depression. This call to go within shouldn't be interpreted as depression or some sort of um, dysfunction in your um, energy. Um, There's no reason for us to have anxiety about not only not being able to get everything done in this holiday season, but simply not wanting to. These are all authentic natural signs of where our natural arc of living is trying to go at this time to go within to not care so much about the outer world and this isn't depression there's no need to be anxious about it there there is simply the need to go with it to respond we're not supposed to want to be out and about and carrying on our attention at this time is being called by our very hearts elsewhere into places most of us don't spend much time. So in the winter in my student community, um, around the cycle teachings, we go within as individuals through following often some guidance or prescription by spirit, and then as a community, 
we also do ritual work together. And our deeper purpose in this very inner time of winter is to take the time, take the time to be with the emotions that are not fully expressed throughout the year. Especially when we're, we're more concerned about expressing our authenticity and our purpose and not perhaps paying full attention to the emotions that arise in that. And so our work as individuals and, and as community is to be with our emotions that we have not felt free to express um, over the past year, uh, perhaps over the entire lifetime. And that in this, perhaps to discover emotions that we never even knew that we had. And we do this because these emotions are not feelings of sadness or betrayal or whatever. They are actually energies we have bound into that form, into the form of these emotions. And we did not allow ourselves to fully feel the emotions in the moment. So in other words, if I'm not free for whatever reason, real or perceived, to feel my emotions in the moment, then I grab whatever energy is moving through me and bind it into the sadness I'm afraid to feel or the exuberance I'm ashamed of or something like that, whatever the emotion is. But if I'm not willing to be with it in its moment, then I will use energy to bind it and stuff it. And so what we understand in the community is that these energies are not the energy of sadness, that it's an emotion of sadness that should have been fleeting. But instead, I grabbed energy and wrapped it in. So now I'm carrying this energy to carry this unexpressed sadness or whatever the emotion is. So these energies become bound in the form of the emotions we did not allow ourselves to fully feel in the moment. <laughs> and we understand that emotions outside of the moment, um, that they, um, emotions outside of the moment then become something else other than what they were meant to be. And that these energy that we're using to do this is not ours. Right? So after the moment of feeling has passed, the unfelt emotions are just these energies we pull in and shape as these feelings we haven't felt and then store them deep within ourselves. We understand in this community that these emotions outside of the moment are not ours, that they are energies we have taken from the oneness and they are energies that want to be freed to return to the great movement and cycling of the energy of our world. We also understand that emotions stored in this way, out of their time, could actually be perceived of as resources waiting to be transformed so that they can be used. So we're not doing this because we need to process our emotional issues. We're doing this because we are being asked by the time of this season to go in to this great wealth of resource we have trapped as all these unfelt emotions and, and go in and be willing to feel them, express them, unfold them, but ultimately to free this energy up 
so that the emotions are free to flow, the heart is restored, and that these energies can be used to rejuvenate and restore us. So we understand that storing emotions out of their time is also an enormous waste of the energy that it takes to keep them frozen in form. And so all this whole process is an enormous waste of resources or an enormous um, storing of resources in forms we can't access in a way that is useful for our life. And thus, we get dried out and depleted and frozen. And the whole point of this work at this time is the freeing up of these resources so that they can be used to rejuvenate, to replenish, to restore, to renew, so that as the spring comes, we are robust and ready to emerge not only with clarity about what it is that we want to do, but with the energy to do it. So there is in this promise, so this is the promise of the restoration that comes from winter's call to go within and to rest there, to be there, to discover what is there, to be found and to be transformed. So in this shamanic community of these lovely people that are gathered around the cycle teachings, we have shrine tenders. And uh, the shrine tenders are individuals who serve for any period of time from a year to two years or whatever, how long they choose to. They serve um, the community by tending the community's elemental shrine. So we have four because it's a four-element system. So we have earth, air, fire, and water shrines, which are our portal to connect with these energies as teachers. And then each shrine has a tender, and that tender tends the shrine. Okay, so as we, as, our, as this community, is prepa- we're preparing, you know, a week and a half ago for our community solstice ritual this winter. Um, so this is a ritual that we, we, is conducted together. We're all doing the same ritual, but we're spread out across the country, sometimes around the world, but in particular across the country in different local groups performing the same ritual, often synced up at the same time. So as we were, we were preparing for this this year, the shrine tenders offered us this message from the elements, and I want to share it with you here. So the elements, the message from the elements is this. The elements show us that we are all busy moving above ground, but we are being called to go underground to feel the protection and containment of the earth. There is a sense of needing to let the elements move through us in their own unique ways. So air tells us to open the doors of our inner being and listen with the whole self. Fire says, your intent is there. Now, who is tending it? Water asks us to accept the various states of being and to surrender, to go with the current. And earth reminds us to burrow in, to bask in the light of what is reflected back to us in the darkness of the cave, and to enjoy the fruits of the year's labor. In this message, the elements are not only inviting us to go within, but encouraging us to allow them to assist us 
in our direct engagement with what we find within. And so the emotions are, the elements are inviting us, guiding us for how we can be, how we can use the elements to help us to engage with the emotions that we would find there. So in this, in this um, message then, the air, for example, is offering us a remedy for our human tendency to indulge emotions, to go on and on and yet never really getting anywhere. And so the air counsels us, open the doors of your inner being and listen with the whole self. So in other words, when we tend to indulge our emotions instead of actually experiencing them deeply and letting them run their course, it's kind of like you know, standing out on the porch of the house and having a smoke and going on and on and on about the same thing instead of being willing to put out your cigarette, go inside and engage, right? So, so this is what air is counseling us to open the doors of your inner being, go inside and listen there to all that needs to speak with you, to be with you, to feel with you that are all the aspects of your whole self, so then fire offers us, offers us a path when we get lost in the drama and begin to suffer over our suffering. That's another way of emotionally indulging. You know, because this time, this winter time is encouraging us to go within and to engage with our emotions. And the two tendencies humans fall into in this is either emotional indulgence, which doesn't get us anywhere, or sort of mental assessment, that is somewhat mental distancing from the feelings. And so the fire is offering us a path when we get lost in this drama, beginning to suffer over our suffering and indulging in our emotions. Um, And for those of you that this is a really familiar way of indulging in your emotions, listen to the fire, allow the fire to help you. So when we stay in this place of rehashing the drama, uh, we never get to what really happened underneath the story because we stay stuck cycling round and round in the story. And so what fire is reminding us is your intent is there in your heart right here, right now. And who is tending that fire while you're out there spinning in your story? While you're out there suffering over your suffering, gnashing and thrashing and going on and on about your drama, Who is tending the fire in your heart? No one, of course. And so the counsel fire offers is abandon those dramas. Leave them. If you don't do this emotional work, they'll be there waiting for you when you come back. But there is a possibility if you go inside and you see that your intent is there in your heart and you tend that flame this winter that you may emerge someone for whom these dramas no longer matter. So the fire counsels us to tend the flame of our own intent and only that flame. So water then offers us a remedy to engage in our mental distancing from our emotions. 
So this is the one that we create by explaining our emotions instead of feeling them, analyzing why we feel that way, um, talking about dismissing it as, oh, that's my abandonment story, oh, that's my betrayal story, instead of deciding we don't really care about what we already know about it, but we need to feel it. And so, so water offers us a remedy to engage our mental distance from our emotions that we create by explaining them, telling stories about them instead of actually going within and feeling them, letting them animate us, letting them tell us. And so water counsels us to accept the various states of being. And surrender to each, and like water, the great shapeshifter, to accept the various states of being of the different emotions within and surrender to each one of them. And allow this current of your true emotions to carry you on their own path of unfolding. Emotions, especially those unfelt and unheard, don't always make sense. We often are, are, are paralyzed by the fact that we feel... Um, conflicting emotions and if we feel each of them strongly and they each have their own logic they each have their own reason for existing and yet they seem utterly contrary which annoys our mind and makes the mind want to distance from that and not accept it as valid and yet we need to the water is counseling us to shape shift to experience one and its current And let that take us where it needs to go and experience the other and its current and not need them to rationalize each other. And so this is the counsel from water then as a way that you could go in and experience and engage with your emotions in a way that could allow them to unfold. And that is to surrender to their current, to go with them and see where they take you, see what unfolds. And then the earth element gives us a path to walk uh, that walks us right past our mental distancing from our emotions. And so this is a way working with the earth element to be clear of indulging our emotions um, while moving past the distancing and still allows us to feel deeply. And so the earth's counsel was to burrow in all the way into darkness and by this I mean capital D darkness. I don't, I don't mean this sense you bandy about in conversations at Starbucks about my darkness, my shadow stuff. I'm not talking about your little small D darknesses. I'm talking about the essence energy of darkness. The energy that comes to us each night to relieve us from the expectations of the day and to allow us to go into the yin and restore and replenish The darkness that brings sleep, the darkness that brings dreaming, the darkness we choose to enter into to be able to journey, the darkness that is an essence energy that is neither good nor bad, neither good nor evil. It has no dynamic in that realm at all. Darkness simply is. Just as the sun rises, the sun sets. This is the darkness. And earth is counseling us to burrow in all the way into that place of capital D darkness, true essential darkness. To burrow into this place of darkness and then bask in the light 
of what is reflected back to you in the darkness of the cave. So bask in your own light, your own energy that is being reflected back to you. And in that reflection, to enjoy the fruits of your year's labors, to enjoy the rich and often conflicting feelings that you'll find there, and to enjoy what you did not take time to celebrate in all of the gifts that life had for you over the past year, since the last time you burrowed into the darkness. So burrow in, into the darkness, and allow the reflection that is your own luminosity. And that is the counsel from the earth. And so the elements have given us these, these beautiful messages about how we can allow them to help us to go within, to be with the emotional energy that we find and stay out of these human traps of overindulging our emotions or mentally distancing ourselves from them. <coughs> Excuse me. So with the energies that we free up, by feeling and releasing our emotional backlog from the year, from the life, from the shadows, from the whatever, with these energies transformed, you know, released from their job of holding the emotional energies for you, these energies we now have as resources to renew our dream. And in particular, to allow us the perspective to review decisions that we have made and to correct those decisions that were simply the best decision we could make, but they were not the decisions we actually need to make to support the manifestation of our life dream. Sometimes the best that we can do is entirely good enough, but sometimes the best that we can do is not going to get us there because it's the best decision we can make that we're making from a completely depleted and exhausted state. And so the importance of renewing is to be able to then review from that place of renewal and replenishment with all this abundant energy of these energies that are now freed up from playing this role, the role of your sadness, the role of your frustration, the role of your betrayal, whatever it was. So, these um, energies then are resources that allow us to renew our dream and to correct those decisions and um, help us to actually then make new decisions that will support the manifestation of our life dream. So this gestation time in the winter is also dreaming time. It's re-dreaming time as well. So part of renewing the dream, now that we have energy and resources and we're just sitting here in a deeply connected whole self sort of place, sitting in our heart with all of these released, renewed resources, we can review the dream and take time to clarify not only the dream, it's kind of like an audit and evaluate. So... It's an opportunity to look at the dream and get a sense, you know, is this dream still something I have passion for? Or are there aspects of this dream that um, I'm simply carrying because this is what I've always dreamt, but I don't really feel energy towards it anymore. We talked a lot about this in the renewing 
the dream show. That was a couple months ago, I think. But the point is, just because we've been dreaming it forever doesn't mean it's still the most focused or intentful dream, the most resonating dream for us. Okay. So part of it is to really clarify the dream and make sure that this is really the dream and the vision that that you have passion for at this time. And the other part is to clarify the actual current reality. So what is the reality that you're living in that is the base from which you will then manifest the dream? And in particular, looking at what is real relative to what you want, what you're dreaming. And there's actually a lot of resistance to looking at current reality in this dreaming visionary thing because a lot of people just simply carte blanche say, well, that's just being negative. You know, it's not about looking at reality. It's about just intentionally um, knowing that like will attract like. And if I just focus on what I want, that's what's going to come to me. And it's really missing this incredible creative potential that comes to us when we take the time to clarify the dream and clarify our current reality. So it's absolutely necessary to create clarity around these two visions, what is and what will be. And to hold these two visions together in a way that they create tension. The dream is calling you out of the reality. And then the reality is also begging the question, you know, what needs to happen to get to the dream? So there's this tension between them. And that tension is exactly the thing that will give birth to your creativity, to your insight to your ability to get a get a creative path forward to making the dream happen so actually creating what is called structural tension and i didn't invent that it's a word that's out there in the world but i use it and we use it with our community as an important part of understanding what does it mean to be a dreamer and to be responsible for manifesting vision and a piece of vision is not just the dreaming piece or the visionary piece, but your ability to see reality accurately and hold the tension between these two so that the creative path forward is manifest. Because if you don't do that, you will manifest the dream you think you're trying to manifest. But it will simply be a new version, slightly more conscious, of the same pattern you're already living. And what we want to do is leap into this dream we want to transform and so that's why the holding this tension is necessary it's necessary for manifesting the creativity that will allow us to actually manifest something new so that's what structural tension is and that's why it's important to clarify not just the vision but where you are you know and the shame in this sort of contemporary new age the secret resistance to actually looking at your reality um, is that one of the things that will happen is, as I just described, you won't actually manifest a new vision. It will be the same old pattern at a higher level of consciousness because that's really where your energy is. Even though you're, you're willfully putting out a new idea, the truth is you're going to manifest what reflects where you are in the moment. And so knowing where you are in the moment is critically important 
not avoiding it if you're going to actually manifest a new vision, a new dream. The other reason it's important is the tension between what is and what needs to be, what wants to be, is enormously creative, provocative, inspiring. Not everything that comes out of that tension is going to be useful, but the point is it really gets the creative juices flowing. The other thing about holding this tension is that that tension between reality and what you want to create. And this is all still in this gestation time. This is all still in this time in the dark of winter where you're investigating these deeper emotions, these deeper feelings and passions. This is not about doing anything yet. This is about being in this deep, visionary, dreaming time. So what happens when you freed up your resources – by doing the emotional piece and now you're here working with your vision and your current reality that by holding these two what it gives birth to in a person is leadership personal leadership the willingness to step up in your life to take charge and lead towards the manifestation of this vision what I hear when people talk about wanting to manifest their vision is they're waiting for the right answer from helping spirits. They're waiting for something to happen. There's an enormous amount of waiting and it's basically wanting to be led. And the important thing about holding this tension is one of the creative creative energies that it inspires is the creativity of your own leadership Uh, in the the potential of that leadership as well as the reality of your leadership. And the most important thing about this tension is in it is the question. The fundamental question is how do I get from here to there when there is this dream? Because so many people get so frustrated because they're actually good manifestors, but they keep manifesting actually the same thing over and over again. And so what we're really talking about is the deep inner restoration that is required to then do a big manifestation out there that is new, different, creative. So by clarifying your current reality, the other thing that you're doing is you're grounding your vision. And the critical issue uh, is this keeps your visionary thinking and your dreaming from turning into fantasy thinking and deluding yourself. So this is very, very important visioning work is to ground it in the current reality, not from a sense of giving it limitation, but from a sense of creating this tension that gives it traction, gives it friction with the earth and allows it to be something that's got legs. So it's actually going to happen. Right. Otherwise, there's enormous visionary thinking that turns into fantasy thinking because it never wants to deal with current reality and how we get from here to there. It just wants to keep painting a more and more detailed and beautiful picture of there. And then the dreaming really becomes delusional. And I've seen this in people that get so attached to this idea if I if I align myself and believe in it I can make it happen even if the physical reality of the situation is 
impossible. I mean, like a 52-year-old woman deciding if she just continues to take ballet class and work on point, she's going to get um, a job as a ballerina in a dance company that doesn't actually have anybody dancing in the company over 34. It's just – it isn't going to happen. And and so what's happening is all the creativity of all the other possible ways dance could be happening in that person's life right now is shut out by the delusional thinking and the attachment to this one path idea. Whereas when we're constantly holding this tension between the, the reality that is shifting and the dream that is coming into manifestation, that tension is shifting with us and it keeps us out of this delusional thinking um, and out of fantasy thinking. So by returning daily to the aspects of the current reality that you don't like, as well as the ones you do, coupled with this, um, this structural tension relationship with the dream that you do want, you create this tension that then provokes the creativity that then begins to unfold the path. You know, how is this going to happen? How are you going to get from here to there? And so the second issue in this that often goes unnoticed is that by returning daily to the aspects of the current reality you don't like, you grow weary of them as you grow more familiar with them. You begin to grow impatient with them. And then finally, you're able to dive into them. And you're able to do that when your need to get at the resources bound up in the current reality is stronger than the fear that keeps you away from them. And this is why dealing with the current reality matters in manifesting a vision and in redreaming, realigning your dream, is that you want to be with that current reality until you're so bored with it, so familiar with it, so bored with it, that you actually can get past your fear of it and dive in to the emotions that hold it in place and draw those resources up to be able to be used to move you towards your dream. This is very, very important piece of this work and this is the time. This deep, dark winter time is the time to do this. So when you dive into the fears that keep those stories in place, that keep the current reality in place, you, you're diving into the stories that are spinning your patterned emotional responses. You're diving into those emotions, finally feeling them, surrendering to their current and letting them flow in a new path, a path that is not the same old story, but takes you out from ne- underneath that story into the current, into the flow of things. So when these emotions are released and the energies are freed then these energies create the restoration the wintertime promises. They rejuvenate you as you repurpose them, as these energies are no longer being used to run the deep freeze, to be the energies that are in the deep freeze, and to shut those things down as that energy is freed up and moved into other things in your life, repurposed basically, the other things in your life that are, have been depleted become rejuvenated. And as these emotional energies are released uh, and these energies are freed up, um, they replenish 
as they move into different aspects of yourself that have really been starved of energy, starved of your presence, starved of your love and your nourishment. So this then allows finally a realignment in your heart and the dream that it carries. You know, as the fire said, your intent is already there now. Are you tending it? And so this this path then allows you finally to realign with the heart and decisions that you have made in your exhaustion that began to direct you in another direction. And when we realign with the heart, we realign with the dream that it carries. And so this is how you take back your vision and your dream and realign with it. So with this renewed flow of energy, the energy that has been released from the imposition of having to take on the role of your stuck emotions, we can replenish our stories. Our, uh, sorry, we can replenish our stores of procreative energy. And in this sense, we allow our deep, dark, inner yin lake to fill. So you're here in the winter, you've gone within, you're deep down in that darkness of that cave. And as you are allowing your emotions and riding the currents and transforming them and freeing the energies, they pour into this even deeper lake, this lake of yin energies deep in your procreative center. And these yin energies are the potential energies the potential energies that are then going to be there to be transformed by that which truly stirs you, stirs your passions into the expressions, into the actions that are going to be necessary to manifest your dream in the world. And so it is in this deep work in the darkness, in our emotions, riding their currents, freeing the energies bound there, that we restore our yin lake that we undo the stories that trigger us into um, a stress response. You all have your favorites. They all deplete our adrenals. So those of you that are given the depleted adrenal diagnosis or the yin depletion diagnosis, we're talking about what is really necessary to restore that. That the energies that restore your yin-like are emotion They are the emotions bound by fear and judgment into our shadows. So it is shadow work. It is the deep work that calls out the energies trapped in our fears and frees them into resources that we can use, that we can use to fill that lake. So when we need to reach within ourselves for the resources to do something, there is energy there to be transformed into that expression, into that action into that thing that we are doing to manifest the dreams. So our first task in this time of renewal is the self-renewal. As the elements said, throw the doors open wide. Listen with your whole self. So this is the first task is self-renewal or whole self-renewal. Not just the parts that fit in, not just the parts that you know, taking a vacation and getting ready to go back to work and make that money, right? Not even the parts that are ready to go back to the work and do what you love, 
Because even doing what you love out of balance in your life can deplete you and put you in a state that is ultimately unhealthy. And so this whole self-renewal is not just about the parts that fit in, get it done, earn the money, are out there in the world. It is all the parts of yourself and all the parts of the self that are needed to stay aligned with your life dream. And that is the most important thing to understand is how when we operate from a place of chronic depletion, chronic exhaustion, our decisions are rarely the quality of decisions necessary to truly move us directly and efficiently towards our dream. So the task of self-renewal or the task of this renewed self, I said that's the first task, to renew yourself. So the task of the renewed self then is to realign our decisions with our renewed focus on our life dream. So in this time of being within, in this time of gestation, as we renew ourselves and realign with our life dream, our final task of realignment is to make sure that our life dream is aligned with the calling of your unique genius that resonates in the bigger dream time. That is our final task in this time of going within. It is not just self-renewal. It is not just the realignment of our dream and our decisions and choices. But it is our deep, deep surrendering into the great dream, into the big dream time, and make sure that the dream we're dreaming for ourselves is truly resonating with the unique genius that is us in the big dreaming. So I'll close today with the true love prayer. That is the prayer uh, at the heart of our community. Since our community is about Uh, learning the skills and healing um, so that we are able to function as mature spiritual adults in the world so that we are an expression of true love in all that we do. And so the true love prayer, I offer this um, for all of us. May divine grace be your companion as you hold the vision in stillness and find the faith that true love is real. May the path be clear for you to act in wisdom, no courage in devotion, and find laughter along the way. May you be enriched by the wonder and majesty of love, love that attends to all, love that cares, love that is in the silence. May true love be the expression of power in the world, and may we be the ones to bring it. So I give thanks to the spirits, to the spirit of true love, to the ancestors that have gathered round us, to the earth below and the sky above and the heart that unites it all. As we step out of this transitional year into the year ahead of us, may we all remember that we are the people who are here to write the new story for the people in the new world. Craft your life. Claim the storyteller to live a life that will become a legend for your descendants. 
greet the new year with clear intent and with joy. For you are the living and this is our time. May true love be the expression of power in the world and may we be the ones to bring it. Thank you everyone for listening.